I'm still smiling, but uh, I, I'm basically like bent over like a like a folded taco because I'd hurt my back and I hurt my hamstring and. Uh, and I like every time Connor saw, saw me, you know, like I'm like a hobbling mess, but I had this big smile on my face. So, I mean, in my mind, I was trying to wheel myself to the finish because yeah. like in my mind, I, I will run through a brick wall. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and we've got a treat for you this week. So if you remember last week, those of you that listened with Scott Coomer from the 10 Junk Miles podcast told him that I really wanted to interview Camille Heron. Just um, we couldn't get together and uh, he sent her a text and we were able to figure out how to get it together. And I got to sit down and visit with uh, world record holder Camille Heron. Now, let me tell you how I met her real quick. I thought it was really cool. Um, she's from Oklahoma and I currently reside in Oklahoma. And so when I went to, uh, Western States last year, I got a, a message. Uh, she found me, Facebook messaged me when she saw I was from Oklahoma and said, Hey, I want to take a picture with the other people representing Oklahoma and, uh, and you're the only other one. So anyway, we got to meet up after, um, uh, the time where they were doing, um, some of the, um, the pre-race, all the pre-race stuff or whatever. We set up a time to meet, got a picture together, ended up visiting a while. And uh, she even messaged me after the race, um, you know, just to ask how it went to congratulate me on getting finished and all that. And so really cool. She's a down to earth person, but man, she is a beast of a runner. So I really enjoyed our chat. I was a little disappointed, not with Camille at all. Uh, I had a few technical difficulties. Um, it would go silent a little while while we were talking and I, I it, it showed that it was still recording and so I thought we were still getting audio but there are a few spots in there where it went silent so uh, all you'll hear is where it'll just be a couple seconds where it sounds like it jumps super disappointed in that but you know that's technology right now with all the boys and girls being home and uh, homeschooling over the internet and watching Netflix and YouTube like it's going out of style uh, I guess we can expect some of those glitches so anyway uh, enjoy the conversation with with awesome, amazing world record holder and just a super nice person, Camille Heron. So, so are they are they still in Natchitoches now? Your family? No, there? no, they they moved they moved back to Oklahoma uh, okay. before I was born. But um, my okay. my dad my dad was a coach, a basketball coach at Northwest Louisiana State. The demons, so, right? Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> demons. Isn't that yeah. funny? Like in the Bible Belt, that their mascots the demons. <laughs> <laughs> funny yeah I didn't think about that but yeah my uh so my my parents lived in Louisiana so I mean that that really influenced my mom because she was really into the the Louisiana food and Cajun and so so yeah I mean I I grew up I grew up eating a lot of seafood and yeah really really good food so so what what's your what's your feeling about uh boiled crawfish uh, <laughs> I, I mean I 
I remember, I remember as a kid, like going, going out, trying to, trying to fish for crawfish and, uh, and, and yeah, my pot on the stove and yeah, like cook, like, you know, boy, totally, totally grew up eating all that. So. That's cool. That's cool. Well, uh, now there's a, uh, there's actually a hundred miler now in Natchitoches or right outside of Natchitoches on the, uh, the red dirt reserve. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the red. Red Dirt Hundred. I helped. Uh, we we discovered the, the the thing and I helped start it. So it's pre- it's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a beautiful cool. area. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I was I was actually recruited to college, so my my dad was trying to encourage me to go there because he. Oh. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna close some things down. We're getting a little bit of lag here, but. So so. I see your belt buckles in the background. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think that's cool. I had a friend, you know, I just kind of, you kind of end up sticking them somewhere, and um, a friend of mine made, it makes these these frames with them and stuff, and uh, so I, you know, put them up, and this is my, this, I got a treadmill right here to the left of me, and <laughs> so it's <laughs> this is uh, this is the run room. <laughs> yeah, your motivation, cool. Exactly, exactly. So, well, how are you adjusting to? I know um, you were uh, about to go into the the Nike uh, your Nike project to work on trying to break your own records and and so that that got you know got the coronavirus put the kibosh on that so yep. so what are you uh, you know what's going on with you right now are you training still or what you doing <laughs> that that's a that's a great question I mean uh, yeah what what do you do when you don't have any races to train for and uh, yeah I like originally I was going to go to the UK to go do a hundred mile on the track over there and so when the virus broke out um we were like oh my gosh do I really want to go travel all the way to the UK and uh and I I had met with some people at Nike back in January and I had told them like my my dream was to run a world record on the track there so um so when the coronavirus broke out uh, I started communicating with them and being like hey you know could could we do you know a hundred miler on the track at Nike and so I mean they they were able to get it set up pretty quickly I mean you know here at the beginning of March is when the virus got pretty serious yeah, and yeah um and yeah and so they were they were able to to put an event together pretty quickly and um I know like uh when when we <laughs> I think we released it on like a Monday and uh, we were getting Steve Durbin and uh, Brandon Wilson to do all the the race directing and the timing and um, so I mean we got it set up pretty quickly but just as quickly as we got it set up is when the virus broke out and uh, and they had to cancel it like within like six days so um, yeah I mean it was it was all been pretty quickly and um, so yeah Kind of went through a wall there for the first like week or two, uh, trying to process what was happening, you know, with the virus. And uh, I'm like, what do I do now, you know? And so you, you just kind of go back into uh, thinking, you know, why do you run? Like, you yeah. know, the and and I noticed, you know, like every time like I would go out for a run, like I just felt better, like, you know, rather than, you know, sitting at home, like watching the TV and everything <laughs> happening. So, <laughs> So, so yeah, I feel like, I feel like, you know, as far as like, you know, uh, I guess like the stages of grieving, like I'm now yeah. like the, 
that I'm now at like the the acceptance phase of, you know, whatever happens, like, I mean, you know, if races, more races canceled, like I can just, you know, accept that they're doing the right thing. And, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, for, for me, it still feels good to get out and run, uh, twice a day, you know, and, uh, if I feel like doing anything hard, I can do something hard, but, uh, otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm just in the same boat as everyone else. So, yeah, yeah, I know. And it's kind of weird. Um, cause I had some races canceled and, you know, and then all the future races are up in the air, you know, I mean, yeah. so it's kind of like, ah, but you, you know, you put the training in. And so there's that, that morning at first and then, and then you yeah. feel self, you just feel selfish. <laughs> like I can't do my thing. Cause you, you know, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but uh, yeah. 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 And you know, like, uh, even like Western States, like, I think we were all like kind of hoping that they would postpone it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I was, I, I was, it was like, I, I, it was almost like canceling Christmas, like to find out, you know, that it was canceled. And so I felt like pretty sad for like a day or two, but at the same time, like I was like accepting that they were doing yeah. the right thing for us, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I feel like I've already like uh, processed that if any more races get canceled, that it's okay. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we've already, we've already had to deal with races being canceled. So, uh, so yeah, now, now I'm like, you know, we're, we're following the, all these, uh, virtual races online and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to hold on to the dream with like my races happening in the fall and, you know, hoping, uh, hoping, you know, that something, something will, you know, things will start to turn around here in the fall. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. one of the, 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 uh, windows i had to close here because it was lagging i was watching uh mike wardian and uh i think reddick there's they're down to two right now in the back the backyard quarantine or whatever have you been keeping up with that a little bit uh yeah i haven't really watched the video but (laughs) like i've just i've just been following like updates online and stuff and uh i mean they've been running since saturday you know and here we we've like eat and sleep and (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) yeah it's incredible like i uh, and I, I'm ultra in the fall and, um, and I felt like I'm, I'm such a competitor that I was like, I was, cause they were trying to get me to do the virtual run and, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm way too competitive. <laughs> like I would take it, I would take it too seriously. And then I would I, like, I'm kind of enjoying my running right now. And like, you know, I don't want to be like in the hole right now. Like I just kind of want to enjoy my running and, uh, yeah. But, but hey, you know, part part to them, like Radic and Mike, and uh, they're both like competitive animals. So it'll be fun to see like who who's the the last person standing. So yeah, last I checked, they were on fifty two, and they both look great. So I I don't know who who, <laughs> know, who knows how long these guys are gonna go. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you you haven't uh you hadn't you haven't done like a, a one like that one of those backyard uh slug out slugging yet or anything right no i i haven't but uh i mean i'm i'm definitely i feel like i'm wired to do that kind of stuff like yeah. i'm i'm such a competitor but i mean <laughs> there there's no like i will push through a brick wall and uh so i've i've already been like processing in my brain like you know uh that the, the no, i'm gonna be the last it. <laughs> that's awesome that's i love it i love it yeah you know, it, it, prob- and with a smile on your face probably because <laughs> that's awesome well uh well speaking of um so um 
And so you and I, we met, we met at, uh, at Western States and I thought it was cool that I, uh, you know, I looked down on my phone and I was like, oh, I got a message from Camille Heron. All right. Yeah. You know, and, uh, since, you know, I'm, I was, I live in Oklahoma and, you know, <laughs> you like to get a picture with the Oklahoma and it was yeah. just you and I in there, you yeah. know, for, for last, that last year. year. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that was really cool. And, and, you know, <laughs> you, you got a, you got a reputation for just being, you know, um, just friendly, happy and, and down to earth. And I, and I, I love that. Um, so like, how much do you, I don't know if you read the book born to run, but one of the, oh, the yeah. okay. One of the, the things, the principles in it, or one of the things he talks about is, is like running happy, you know, like being positive and, um, I don't know. I, th I think there's something to that. I think there's, um, and I always encourage people when they ask about, you know, trying to, I don't know, they're going to run their first hundred miler. And I always tell them, I said, look, when you go into an aid station or whatever, I said, even if you feel like garbage, make yourself smile, ask, yep. ask them how they're doing and, and just fake it, you know? And I said, something happens within you, you oh, know? Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, is that, is that, I mean, that's your experience with, with running and, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, even, even like, like the, uh, the 24 hour world championship, I mean, it's such a grueling event. Um, and I, I mean, I've talked to people, I mean, 24 hours at, at least at my level is still like a sprint. Like, you know, you're going, I was going like low eight minute pace, like, you know, my moving pace and stuff. So, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty grueling. And I joke that it's like, it's like death by like, you know, it's not like it, like, you know, it doesn't feel that bad at first. And you're like, oh, this is such a nice that, you know, things start to happen. And yeah. I mean, even even working through the night, you know, I would literally like puke and, uh, you know, and then like I'd have a smile on my face again, you know. Yeah. Um, and so like and and I, I feel like uh, it's such a mentally grueling thing that you're trying to find ways to uh, to have joy and to have hope. Yeah. And uh, and so working through a day like that, um, I mean, I was anticipating, you know, when the sun set and thinking, OK, it's going to cool off, you know, it's going to feel really nice, you know, in the evening time. And then when the sun rises in the morning time, I mean, it feels like, OK, you know, we're, we're coming to the end, you know, of the race. And um, yeah. and so I'm, I'm just I'm just a person that always looks on the, the sunny side of things yeah. like I just find a way to find joy in, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, puke and rally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's over with, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, you know, I got the puke out of me. I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I have nothing left to puke, you know, like, <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just always look on the positive side of things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about Western States and where we met, um, and I, I had, I had some pretty bad injuries, like pretty broken down during that race. And, uh, I mean, I was still smiling, like all the me, I'm still smiling, but, uh, I, I'm basically like bent over like a, like a folded taco because I'd hurt my back and I hurt my hamstring. And, uh, and I, like every time Connor saw, saw me, you know, like I'm like a hobbling mess, but I had this big smile on my face. So, I mean, in my mind, I was trying to will myself to the finish because yeah. like in my mind, I, I will run through a brick wall, 
But I mean, Connor, Connor saw me, you know, hobbling into the aid station every time. And he's like, he's like, no, he's like, you're going to run yourself into the ground and, you know, be injured for a really long time. So, so really it was, you know, it's, it's really Connor that that's the one that pulled me. But in my, in my mind, I only had, you know, 45 more miles to go. Like, that's <laughs> all. That yeah. No big deal. <laughs> 45 in the mountains in the heat. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard, it's hard for me because in my mind, like I will go to the bitter end, you know, and I could be like completely broken down, but, uh, but Connor, you know, is the sensible one that he's like, he's like, no, he's like, I know you too well. You're just going to end up like. <laughs> you know, broken for, for a long time. So, well, you two seem to make, make a really, a really good team. And, 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 you know, for him to, to know that about you and be able to make that decision and, and for you to be able to accept it, you know, not saying, yeah, you know, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's Western States just, you know, and for you to be able to just listen to him and, and not say, I'm going to do what I want anyway, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, and I, I know, like, uh, I mean, it's hard for me to DNF because in my yeah. mind I will get to the finish line no matter what, like I could be like, I I've torn my MCL, I've broken bones. Like I've done things, you know, I've pushed through injuries to the finish line. And, uh, the, the thing is like, I'm so stubborn like that, that, I mean, it's also, it's, it's both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I mean, I need to, I need to have somebody that's on the side that's like, Hey, you're actually broke. I, I got a, yeah, Connor, Connor's a blessing because, uh, he knows me so well and he's the one that can be sensible and be like, Hey, you know, live to fight another day if you're broken like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So a, a little, a little bit of trivia that I found out, uh, reading and I didn't realize this cause, um, so I ran Oklahoma City in 2015, and um, oh, yeah. and and so I love that race, Oklahoma City Marathon, and and I realized that um, I wore it uh, every time I've run it. I've been dressed as a superhero, oh, um, yeah. and and so you've got you've got the record <laughs> for what is it a marathon dressed as a superhero? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what were you dressed as? I don't remember. Uh, I was dressed as Spider-Man. Okay, okay, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. So when yeah. we do marathons, my wife and I like to dress up. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, and, oh, and, totally. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and so the other thing about Oklahoma City is um, you had you had the course record there up until this year, until uh, Stephanie Andre broke it, and you were there to yep. see her break it by six six seconds, and that's. That's oh my awesome. gosh. Oh my gosh. I was like so emotional. Like, I mean, it was, it was cool to be there, uh, to, to actually see it in person. And they, they gave me the mic and I got to cheer her in, you know, I mean, record, I mean, I was thrilled because I mean, she fought for it and all the, the whole race and, um, and yeah, I mean, it was cool because she, she started out kind of slow, like, because she had a headwind, um, going t- towards the North and uh, this happened to be the rare year where um, they they changed the course so they didn't have to hit the like Hefner part. Um, Lord, and so yeah. when, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Hate that part anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
like the worst part. So they cut out that part. So she got really lucky because they didn't have that part like Hefner. And yeah. so when she hit, when she hit like the north part of the course, and then she turned and she started having a tailwind. And uh, I was commentating on TV at that point uh, with Mark Bravo, and uh, I started telling him, I'm like, she's her splits are going to pick up because she's going to have a tailwind now. So I mean, it was exciting. Like we're following her, you know, her splits are picking up. She and then she gets closer and then I got the finish line they gave me the mic and I mean it was a thrill like to, to for it to come down to a couple seconds like that I was like I don't care if it's my record exciting you know like and so it was it was and I mean she was really gunning for her goal was to get my my state record and so uh I mean I I have no I mean she fought for it and uh yeah it was really cool so yeah and I, I, I it says a lot that that you were the first person to greet her after she crossed the finish line. Yeah. And so how, how cool for her, you know, to, to it do it. And then, cool. and then and that's one of the cool things about our sport. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, records come and go, but, um, but when you, you know, you, you want to see people push their limits and, it, and, and, and uh, I don't know, I just thought that says a lot about, about your character too, to be able to cheer her in and, and congratulate oh. her on it. That's, that's great. It was a thrill. And, and yeah, even with like, like, <laughs> I, I think back, like when I set that record, um, I mean, it was, it was not a great day for me. I think it was like 2012. And, and, uh, as you know, like with o Oklahoma city, it's, you know, the weather can be really terrible. And, uh, yes. and, and when I, when I had said it, like, I mean, I was coming off of like, you know, like personal best marathon 237. And then I go, I go to Oklahoma city and the weather was terrible. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I had a headwind and I had the heat and the humidity. And so I had to fight really hard for that 245. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I like, it was, it was a cool moment, but yeah, it still is cool to see somebody else come in and break my, break my record and, uh, to beat it just by a couple seconds was really, really thrilling. So, yeah. And, and another thing while I was looking about Oklahoma city that I, marathon that I didn't realize is that, you and Connor both had the course records there. I didn't realize that. And and yeah. so now he's still got the record and you <laughs> don't. <That's> a, oh. <laughs> he's he's got the one up on me and uh and yeah, I was I was actually thinking about go going back this year. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I like I knew I was gonna do the hundred mile record thing and I, I was kinda like having hope that maybe I could go run OKC Memorial and see if maybe I could get my record back. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait a year and just see what happens. So, yeah. And unless, unless you can fit it in in October, cause they, they moved it oh. to October. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Mm. Oh my gosh. I don't think I knew that. I thought, yeah. They okay. Yeah. They postponed wow. it and, and we were supposed to run it and I, depending on what happens, I don't know if it's going to fit in with my race plan. So I'll be disappointed cause I, I love that race. Oh so, yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So anyway, well, my wife might run it. Might we might if you decide, you know, if it fits in your schedule, might might see you there. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> that that'd be cool. I like it's it's one of those things. It's one of those races that's really cool because like so many people uh, like out there know me and uh, and they're cheering and um and yeah, my family, you know, family and friends watching at home on TV and. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, you definitely have some pride in like running your, you know, hometown race and, yeah. um, and yeah, I mean the, the whole community, Oklahoma city gets, I mean, it's the whole state gets behind it. And, um, yeah, it's like our, our little like Christmas day, you know, 
So <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you the the first time I ran that one uh, in 2015, I ran Boston, and then a week later I ran it. Huh. And oh, then, wow. yeah, and it, it was dressed as Superman. It was fun, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't, a, I didn't race it. I just ran it. But, um, oh. um, I, 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 we were late getting to the start. So I missed like the, the opening ceremony. And, uh, but when I got to run it again, I tell you that when it, they do the 168 seconds, uh, of silence, yeah. and, and, you know, to remember everyone, that is a, um, that is a sobering moment, you know, just oh, really, yeah. You feel the weight of of what the marathon represents, you know. Absolutely. So yeah. I really I really like it. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a marathon with a different feel to it. Like I feel like uh, that like I I always go to the expo before and I usually talk and uh, and people are like telling me you know that why they run and uh, everybody everybody has like an inspiring story and I feel like cool. I feel like. Yeah, and I mean it's it's amazing what the marathon has done for for the community, and uh, yeah, I mean we we've, we've watched it grow, you know, the past twenty years, and uh, since Connor when Connor ran it, I mean there were only a couple thousand people who participated, and now it's like you know twenty six thousand with all the different events, and um and so yeah, I mean really uh, running has taken off like within the communities in Oklahoma, so. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's beautiful. So, well, so back to the I, I just I, I have to ask is like you you're you've got the, these records. All right. And I'm amazed. You know, I've, I've watched you break them and, and just in amazement, you know, because um, I don't know, you do it with a smile on your face. And I, <laughs> I, I, I know what the pain caves like, you know, I've been yeah. there and for you to, oh, yeah. to dig deep. And like you said, puke and move on. And um <laughs> So what is what drives you? Because like even for this this Nike project, you you're yeah. looking to just break your own record. I mean, you, you've already got it, and so you, you <laughs> is, is is there just you just know there's more in the tank? Yeah, yeah. I like I think I I think I'm just born with it. And so like my my dad and my grandpa played basketball at Oklahoma State for Henry Iba. Yeah. And so, I mean, I remember as a little girl being told stories by my dad about how they they would practice without water for six hours. Holy so smokes. they like, you know, they, he was part of that generation. Just play with water. or You just practice with water like forced me to do this but I mean I would be out in my driveway practicing without water to the point like I'd be like, and and I thought like in my mind that's what I thought I had to do to like you know aspire to be like my dad to be like you know become a college basketball player um and so I feel like I I just got that from my my dad and my grandpa uh, you know, just hearing the stories from them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's something I was just born with. Like I, like I grew up, I grew up with four kids in our family and I, I was the one that ended up like becoming the, the serious athlete and that, you know, trained really hard and took it seriously. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, it's wired in me. Like even, even when I went for like my 12 hour world record, uh, at yeah. desert solstice on the track, I started having like mental flashbacks to being a kid in my driveway, uh, pushing myself until I would black out. And so <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that's crazy. 
I I don't know what it is, but I mean, if if you know if you know the fight or flight instinct, you know, some people are just you know born to be fighters and to you know fight till yeah. the bitter end. Um, and so that's all. Oh, it froze for just a second. Yeah, I don't know what's. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got. But but uh, well, that 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 just just amazing because a lot of people would just have the mentality saying, you know, hey, I've got the record. I'll sit back and you know. Um, I don't know, wait till somebody else beats it or something and then go for it. But, um, you know, you're just, just out there doing, doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, uh, yeah, I mean like even watching like this, uh, the virtual run with the, the backyard ultra thing, um, you know, really what it comes down to is motivation. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's really, it's all about just continuing to stay motivated and to stay inspired and, uh, and, and yeah, like even when I went for my 24 hour world record here last fall, uh, like, I think it was with a couple hours to go, like, uh, I had puked and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling. And then Connor told me that, uh, that I was, I could for 24 hours and that like lit a fire in me. Like in my mind is like, Oh my gosh, I can do this. I can beat you know, beat Scott Jerick's best, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, so so Connor Connor knows how to push my buttons to to keep me motivated, and uh, and and yeah, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, like you know, following following this virtual run, like with Mike and Radic right now, and um, it's going to be about you know who stays motivated to to you know to win to yeah. be competitive, and uh, yeah, and I it's it's going to be really fun to to and yeah, I mean, it comes together like uh, you know we're talking sleep you know sleep for this and like you know keep that motivation of what you're trying to achieve so yeah yeah you 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 said something a while ago about uh about motivation um like during the race isn't it crazy how you could be like throwing up or or feeling really (laughs) bad or or like just in in a bad spot and then something nothing changes physically like but but somebody says something or you start thinking of something mentally and you get this energy, this surge and, and, yeah. but it's not physical, you know, no. but, it, but the brain affects the physical. Isn't that right? Just, that, yeah. I, I, that amazes me. And like, uh, if we could manufacture that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like what's happening. Yeah. I, I totally like, I, like my first 24 hour race. I mean, I was, I literally felt like I was physically dead. Like there was like no life. There was like no life left in my body. Felt like it was like rigor mortis. Like when a person, like when a person physically dies and, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the muscle, the body goes rigid basically. Like that's what happened to my body. And like, but in, in my mind, I was like, I was like, I got to get the world record. I was like, I got to keep going. And so my mind was able to, you know, tell my legs, like, you know, pick up, you know, keep moving, think about the record, you know, just that motivation, like just keeping that light on in my brain was like all the difference, you know, to keep my legs moving. So, so you, you've got a, you got a master's degree in, in a sports science. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 I have my master's in exercise sports science. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I joke that, uh, when, when I, when I was in grad school, like, you know, I'm learning all this science and, uh, and, and I, I basically became my own experiment. 
of trying to trying to use my brain to to you know uh, to figure out how to train right, how to recover. Yeah. Uh, all these all these things and uh funny enough when i when i was in so i studied bone and exercise in grad school and uh i ended up fracturing a rib when i was in grad school and i i had a really bad cough like i had i uh, developed a cold and i had fractured a rib and i did my master's thesis on uh enhancing bone recovery and really? so yeah, so I basically became my own guinea pig for my my thesis and uh, trying to heal my bone faster. And so uh, I and it was it was eight weeks before my first marathon. So wow. <laughs> yeah, so I I the pressure was on. Like, okay, I'm my own science experiment now. How do I heal my fractured rib so that I can come back to run my first marathon? And so what I did was I taped up my rib cage and I kept running. And I kept yeah, like I kept wow. I treated it. And so so my my master's thesis focused on uh, using basically using exercise or like a low intensity type of exercise like uh, uh, so so, you know, just standing and walking and uh, light jogging basically yeah. uh, helps helps to enhance the blood flow to help your body to recover. And so I had my I had my rib cage taped up and I kept I kept jogging like easy for a couple weeks and I was pain free like healed my rib in 3 weeks. That's amazing. And yeah. Yeah, and so it felt like my big in grad school was the fact that I healed my rib in three weeks. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you, you know it it's it things have come such a long way with uh you know they used to tell you to more often than not to immobilize any yeah. kind of injury. And, you know, now it's, it's because I guess because of stuff, people, people like you showing, yeah, I, I and I believe <laughs> in active recovery, you know, no matter, yeah. even if I have to stay off of something, I'm going to do something else, you know, just Absolutely. keep, keep yeah. the blood flowing, you know? Yeah. So you, you, you maintain, uh, I think I read, uh, are you still doing over a hundred miles a week on average? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It'll probably make people's minds blown, but uh, like I ran, like last week, I ran 114.9 miles. Okay. So uh, I mean, and I have no mot- I have no reason to be running that much. Yeah, right like now, why? So. Why? You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because, huh? Just because, you know. And so, like, I've, I, like, the first couple weeks that the virus broke out here the past month, like, I was really sad, and I was like, what do I do now? And, and I've really come to the conclusion that uh, I, I feel better when I'm like keep up my, my routine, you know, yeah, like same. to be. Yeah. I just, I like, I would feel, I feel like total crap when I do nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I would rather I would rather be training like, you know, like pretty close to what I would normally be doing, which would be like 120, 130 miles per week. Um, And so, so yeah, I mean, I've cut back a little bit, but at the same time, like, you know, it just I just feel better like running a lot. And uh, and I think, uh, you know, however people are feeling right now, like, I mean, people are going through all different kinds of emotions, like whatever 
you know, they're dealing with and how they're feeling. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for, for me, like I've, I feel like I've kind of settled and I've kind of adjusted to the current situation and I'm, I'm still getting out there running twice a day and running, you know, over a hundred miles per week, uh, just because it, it makes me feel good. So. Yeah. Do, do you do, I don't remember reading a whole lot about any, do you do a lot of cross training? Question. I get asked that a lot. And yeah. people, people, people want to know, you know, what I do outside of running. Yeah. And uh, for, for me, like, I mean, I have a home gym and, uh, you know, I've, I've very like, uh, eyed in our house, you know, what would happen if we, uh, you know, stay at home, like I couldn't run outside type of situation. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I would start running loops around my backyard. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, like growing, growing up as a, like our, uh, we, we had the, the hardwood floors in our house, uh, re- restored like back in February. And so for, for me, like I'm, I'm eyeing the inside of my house and I'm like, I'm like, man, I could play basketball like through our house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Michael Ortiz, who's, he's doing one of the records with, uh, I think he's trying to do a hundred, hundred mile, um, efforts, not necessarily races for a hundred weeks in a row. And oh, okay. he just did a hundred miles in his living room. He, he, oh. <laughs> yeah, like he made a circle and he, he figured it out and he live streamed the whole thing and did a hundred miles in his living room. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't a big living room. It was like, oh. <laughs> it was like a 45 foot cir- circle that he just did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could but picture yeah. you maybe doing that if you had to. <laughs> I- I would. I mean, I'm so, I'm so mental like that. Like I, I'm like Forrest Gump. Like I just run, I just run and like all this stuff could be happening to me. And I still got this big smile on my face and I'm still running. Like I, I'm like a one, I have like a one track mind of like, just run, just run, just keep running, you know? Um, but, but yeah, as far as like other things to like cross train, I mean, I'm not a swimmer. I don't, I, I don't have a bike. I don't have a, I don't have an indoor cycling. Like I, I can, I can officially say that I contribute 0% of my running career to swimming, biking. (laughs) I don't do that stuff. I just run a lot. That's awesome. Well, you know, you get the, I I get the questions a lot. People saying, well, um, cause they were going to, the Ironman was coming to Tulsa and they were like, Oh, are you going to do the Ironman? And I'm like, well, I mean, I can swim, but I I don't want to train to learn how to swim right. And I don't want to spend a bunch of money on a bike and I just like to run. I just, I I just want to run. run. I like to run. And if I can't run, I'll walk. Like I get out. Yeah. I mean, I like, we're talking about, you know, having injuries and I've had a couple injuries here the past few years and, uh, I, I would still get out and like walk like 50 to 60 miles per week of walking, you know? And so, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I, I just replaced my running time with walking, uh, you know, until like I got over my injury and, uh, and then, you know, once I could get back running, I would be doing the walking and running thing, uh, to get back running. So, well, you've uh now you live in Colorado now, which I'm totally jealous. I mean, I, <laughs> Oklahoma's beautiful, and we've got some really nice areas to run and stuff. But uh, but man, the mountains and whew, it's it's gorgeous out there. What yeah, what cool. do you do you? I mean, you've excelled on a track and everywhere else. Do you do you like just for your going out and running? Do you, you have a preference? Are you? I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, I mean, obviously coming from Oklahoma City, like we were pretty urban. And so, uh, I mean, we lived by Lake Hefner, so I would go run around Lake Hefner a lot. Uh, I mean, it it gets it gets pretty boring. Like, uh, you know, it's just the same like paths I would have to take. Um, And sometimes uh, like they had the Bluff Creek trails that are north of Lake Hefner, uh, which is which is where they they do the the 24 24 hours the hard way race uh, with Chisholm Dupree. Um, And so that had like a one mile loop around the park and then it also had trails. So I would go I would go run there quite quite a bit. Um, but yeah, since we got to Colorado, I mean, we've got so many, so many different types of surfaces and terrain to run on yeah. that, uh, yeah, when I was training, it, it really just depends on what I'm training for. Like, you know, when I'm training for the 24 hour world championship, I was doing mostly road work and a lot of flat road work. Um, but I mean, I still like once a week, maybe twice a week, I would still like go get up in the mountains or the hills, uh, just to like mix it up, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, right, right now, like, because we can, we can still run outside. Uh, we've been, we've been trying to explore more, uh, trails and, uh, like, like the foothills, uh, over by the St. Sangre de de Cristo mountains. Um, so, so yeah, I've been, I've been posting pictures and videos of me, you know, running, running towards the mountains with, you know, this magnificent view of Blanca Peak and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty different from Oklahoma and, uh, we're, we're definitely enjoying having some mountains nearby. So. Yeah, that's, that it's, it's hard to not be inspired, you know, seeing the mountains and, and, <laughs> and things like that. Uh, uh, just to, just to give you perspective, um, uh, we did, a um, a virtual 100 mile race, um, weekend before last, uh, around a 25 mile loop around Tulsa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All concrete. Oh, that's, that's the first time I do a hundred on concrete. Yeah. Wow. So how did you, how did you what, like tell me kind of because I, I I went to University of Tulsa so I know Tulsa pretty well like how did you uh, how did you do it It's it's a loop um well uh, actually uh, Kathy Bratton from Runners World it's a yeah. it's a it's a race that she just fired up you know because a bunch oh, of us had some okay. races canceled so we kind of did yeah. it virtually and kept our distance from each other and <laughs> and it it. It it was good because it goes by the BOK, it goes by the the okay. OU campus there, the o- yeah. OSU campus. You get to you get to side. yeah, you get to see all the you know a lot of the nice parts of of Tulsa, and you know goes through downtown and um. So anyway, I got to see parts. I've only been here hadn't been here that long, but I got to see parts of Tulsa I didn't hadn't seen before. So it was fun. It was cool. Uh, it was it was rough, <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> we got it done. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That concrete oil. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, concrete. Like, like people are like, uh, I mean, my my personal preference, like even now, like is to be on trail. Like, I would much rather be in the mountains. And uh, I mean, the thought, I it actually, it's like a love hate relationship. Like doing these twenty four hour events, you know, on this like <laughs> one practice for that. Like, I don't do it on race day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I mean, I, I told somebody, I said a marathon on the roads. I, I mean, I'll take my body's more beat up than a 50 mile on trails, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, speaking of long, long uh, efforts on the roads, uh, comrades, I mean, oh, yeah. that was, uh, uh, I mean, how huge was that to, to, 
you know, to, I know you, I know you went in it to win it, you know, I know, <laughs> I, know you went, I mean, you know, just knowing you and, you know, you went in to give it your all, but to, 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 yeah. to do it, to accomplish it. Uh, what kind of feeling was that? I mean, that's, oh, man. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. You, you've probably listened to my, my podcast with Scott, uh, Scott Coomer. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just spent, I mean, comrades, comrades is like everything to South Africans. Like yeah. it, it is their, it is their Christmas, like, and for, and I mean, I, I think it's one of those races where you kind of have to go into it and appreciate the history and, uh, what it means to South Africans. Uh, I mean, it's not just any other race, like any other race that you win, like you have to go in and you have to, it has to be like in your heart and soul that, mm. I wanted, I want to give it my all and I want to, I mean, I went into it. I wanted to win because it's such a, it's such a huge, uh, huge achievement and, uh, and it has so much history behind it. It's yeah. so competitive. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think that, um, like if I had to equate it for, for Americans, I mean, it might be like the Boston marathon, Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if people, but, but over the, over there, I mean, they stream it on live TV for 12 hours. That's so, crazy. That's crazy from America thinking about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Boston, I mean, if people yeah. know, if you know, uh, uh, know that you're a runner, everybody asks you if you've done Boston mm-hmm. and over, over there comrades is, you know, 90 kilometers. It's an ultra yeah. And you and you have I think they have like 27,000 people like running, you know, an ultra. I mean, that's a big deal. And they're streaming it on TV and uh, and everybody grows up dreaming of running comrades. And I mean, it's such a grueling, grueling event. And uh, and and yeah, for me, for me to, to, to say that I've won it. I mean, it like once I once I won it, I was like, what do I do now? Like yeah. nothing gets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, nothing gets better than winning comrades. So I had a, a, a I had a period there after I won comrades. So I was, where I was like, I was like, I I felt deflated because I was like, what do you do when you achieve your number one life goal? What do you do next? And uh, and then that's when I had to start brainstorming. You know, well, I want to break all these world records. I want to win Western States. I want to win UTMB. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, the your, your goals are pretty, you know, never ending as an ultra runner. There's always some sort of adventure or some sort of goal that you can set for yourself. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing can top comrades. So, wow. Wow. That's all. And, and you, you hear, I mean, I've never been, but just from people that have been there, you, you hear you that, go. you know, it, yeah, it's, it, that, that's awesome. That's oh awesome. Oh my gosh. It will, it will, it will move you. Like you're on the starting line and you're like bawling your head off because they're playing like chariots of fire and they're playing the <laughs> Their, their national anthem. I mean, you're you're emotional on the starting line, and you haven't even run the race yet. That's crazy. And, <laughs> and then I know, and like, and then once once they 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 had the 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 uh, the what, the cock or whatever the the or the rooster crow. Uh, so they do the rooster crow and then, and then it's like a cannon that fires and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, there's so much energy around you that, I mean, it's like Boston multiplied by two, you know, that's because hard to imagine because Boston's huge. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's incredible. Like I like I tell everybody, I mean, I could talk all day about comrades because I mean it's just such a moving experience and uh and yeah, I mean talking about the history of it, uh, you know, South Africa was uh, you know, divided because of apartheid. And uh, and so it didn't become a liberated, you know, country uh, that's open to the entire world until the 90s. And um, and and like when uh, when Alberto Salazar won it and Anne Trayson won it, Nelson Mandela used to be at the he, he would fly in on a helicopter and drop in at the finish line. Uh, to you know, congratulate Ann Tracen. You know, I mean, that's imagine, crazy. I mean, that's like our president of the United States dropping in at the finish yeah. line in Boston. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's how that's how big it was, and uh, the fact that the the event you know became open to the entire world after apartheid. Um, I mean, it's such a huge celebration of, you know, being liberated as a country. And uh, and so, yeah, when when you go when you go to when you go to comrades and uh, you feel that you feel like we're coming, uh, we're coming together. Uh, and there's there's a word to describe it uh, that's called uh, Ubuntu, Ubuntu. Oh. So, okay. so you should. Yeah, look up look up the word Ubuntu, and uh, and basically that word means uh, we we lift each other up, we lift each other up. So we're we're all we're all in it together. And so when when you run the race and you feel that like human connection uh, with everybody there, that we're all there to lift each other up, to carry each other to the finish line. Uh, and so it's, it's just such a magical experience. Like I could, I could talk all day about, you know, the history of it and, uh, you know, Oh, we froze for a second. You still there? You hear me? Oh, I got you now. Okay. In technology, all the, all the students at home are, are sucking all the <laughs> bandwidth everywhere. <laughs> That's right. You know what's funny is uh, I, I'm I'm an IT guy I I do IT for a school oh, and um, okay. U- U- Ubuntu is there's an operating system called Linux that there's the Ubuntu distribution of Linux and I didn't know what it meant <laughs> I, I've known about this for years I've installed it I've used it and I didn't know that's what it meant so when you said that I'm thinking in my nerd brain <laughs> Ubuntu <laughs> Linux so you talk I I didn't I didn't know that's what it meant that's cool. Oh, uh, that's really funny. Yeah, uh, you have to. I think if you look up like the Comrades uh, Wikipedia, uh, it has like a it has it talks about Ubuntu in the Wikipedia. Uh, and yeah, I mean it's it's a once you know what that word means, like it forever changes your your perspective on you know life and the race and uh and and yeah, I actually I was watching a. Uh, when, when we travel, I, I like to watch documentaries, you know, on the plane. And yeah. so there was, there was like some, uh, season or something like that, that their, their, their whole season wasn't, they, they learned what the word Ubuntu meant. And so that became their, their word of inspiration. We're all in it together. We're all there to lift each other up. And so once you know what that word means, I mean, it really just kind of opens your world to, to like how people are there to, to raise each other up as a, as a team, you know, I think, but I mean, maybe that's, maybe that. That's all. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I think I like I like that, that word because I think a lot of it 
like in, in ultra marathons, you know, there's kind of a, you know, when you're at the starting line of just about any of them, there's kind yeah, of like a, a teamwork and, 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 and I, you know, I've raced with friends where, where we've raced against each other and, but you push each other. It's a, it's a, we're, we're yes. trying to make each other better. And if you get, Absolutely. get me to go faster, then, yeah. then that's, that's good for me here, you know? So yeah. I don't know. that's, that's awesome. I love that. I'm going to read I'm going to read more into Ubuntu. I'm going to check Ubuntu. that out. <laughs> very, very inspiring word. You, it will change your world and you gotta, you gotta go do comrades too. So <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You always talk, we're always talking about wanting to do more and more. And I love, I love that you have you know, these, these goals, like, you know, you want to win Western States, you want to go in and win UTMB. And, and yeah. it's not a, um, I don't know, it doesn't come up for some people. It may come across as, a, um, I don't, I don't want to say cocky or anything like that, but, yeah. but, but those are, you set goals, you know, goals. that, that are, these are big goals, but, Absolutely. but it gives you something to reach for, you know, and some motivation. Totally. Yeah. totally. And I, and I like I I know like uh, as a woman like I'm the type of person that uh, I will come out and put my goals out there and I mean I I do things with conviction you know I mean it's it's not to sound like cocky or arrogant but you know if you put your goals out there I mean you have to it holds you accountable like you know and I and I like I like to use you know that people people on the side you know think think when I'm running a race you know even at like Tunnel Hill 100 and uh, in my mind I'm thinking about the significance of what I do and how I'm elevating the sport for other women in the sport and 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 so yeah I mean it, it goes so far beyond like me setting a personal goal that yeah. it's it's like elevating what women can do in the sport. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I like, I'm, I like to go for big goals. I like to put it out there. Of course. I mean, who, who, if, you know, be, you know, if, if you're in my shoes, you know, and I'm breaking all these records, I mean, why not go for big things, you know, and put myself out there. And I mean, that, that's what inspires and motivates me is just, just knowing that I have this ability and that I can elevate the bar for women. And I mean, there's nothing better than, you know, the satisfaction of reaching a goal. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love it. I live for those moments. Like I just, I just love, I love the fact that, you know, when you reach a finish line and uh, I mean, it's like the biggest joy of your life. Like, you know, it's so cool. So, well, yeah, you set the goal, you put it out there and then you, you put the you work it. in. Yeah. And then you, when you cross that line and, and hit that mark, I mean, you know, yeah, and, arms yeah, up, yeah, arms, yeah up. arms up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've seen you do it. Yeah, arms up, soaring in. That that is that's huge. And you know, and I, not everybody's gonna break world. You know, gonna gonna be able to break world records. But I, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons I I do this podcast is I want people to be inspired. And and you know, they might not run a hundred miles like we do, but but yeah. set a goal, put it out there, and and work toward it, and and. Hey, cross the finish line with your arms up. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and, and celebrate what you accomplished that you weren't able to do before. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. I just, I mean, there's, it makes, it makes life worth living, you know, to, to be a runner and to set goals and to see, to, to, to improve and to reach your goals. I mean, it's the best feeling in the world. Like I, that's the thing I like about running. I mean, I, I grew up as a basketball player playing team sports. And yeah. when I got, 
when I got into running and I saw that, you know, the work that you put into it is, you know, and the to reap the rewards, you know, from racing and reaching your goal. I mean, there's it's such a great feeling. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope my body can stay together so that I can be a runner, you know, for my life. And, you know, I'd be the be the 80 year old lady, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to do <laughs> trying to do the hundred meter dash, you know. So. <laughs> well, well, speak. I mean, uh, okay. So for somebody, I'm I'm 48 years old, and and like I'm 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 I wish I would have discovered running earlier. I mean, I discovered it a little bit later, and and you know, and so I'm 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 at the where I'm I'm doing some of the 200s now, and and kind of uh, increasing my distance a little bit. And my, my big crazy goal that's freaking me out right now is I'm supposed to, I'm doing the triple crown this year if we, if we can do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, so cool. yeah, it scares, you know, it scares me, but, you know, but yeah, it motivates crazy. me, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, so, so I've got all that. So, but I, I'm getting older, you know, I'm 48. So how, just a question in your, in your brain, realistically, I mean, how, how long are, how long do you want to be? at it and competitive. I know you're going to say like, I don't know, 60, you're still breaking. Right? <laughs> what, what, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah, you see, you see someone like us, you know, that, that she's been, she's in her, let's see. And so she's finished in the top 10 at Western States, like 10 times. And, uh, she's now in her late fifties and she's still crushing it. I mean, I, I want to, I'm 38. Yeah. So and I like everybody put it out there. Yeah. I'm I'm 38. I do not feel 38. Like I feel like I'm like 21. I'm like forever 21, you know? And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in the the prime of my running career right now. And like, I, I haven't really felt a decline from, you know, when I was a marathoner, uh, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to know because I'm not really training for the marathon. So it's hard to see, you know, if I, if there is any sort of age related decline, but I mean, just seeing people like Megan in her fifties and she's still going strong. And I'm like, I'm like, I aspire to be like that, you know, to be going for another 20 years, like breaking records and, uh, pushing, pushing you know the age group records and such so uh but but yeah I mean it's fun it's also fun for me because I've been able to evolve as an athlete you know going from the marathon into ultra running and uh and I felt like when I got into the ultra trail sport like originally you know my goals were focused you know primarily on the the records the the world records and uh doing the road stuff uh, yeah. But now, like I see my career evolving more into trail running and, uh, you know, doing Western States, UTMB, uh, you know, a lot of these like gnarly kind of adventure type of runs. And so I feel like as a, you know, and a lot of a lot of road racers and marathoners, they, they don't know that this exists. So I it's feel true. like. I feel like as an athlete, like, uh, you know, being on social media, like I'm kind of showing people that, uh, that, Hey, there's this whole other world out here that, that you can evolve as an athlete and, you know, set new goals for yourself to continue with through life. So it's a good, it's a neat time in ultra running because, um, it's, it's grown so much in the past little bit, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, it it used to be kind of hard to find hundred mile races and stuff. And now they've yeah. got a whole lot of them. You know? Yeah, I know. Now they, now they have like these lotteries and, uh, you know, they have to restrict the, the entry into these races. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's even hard for me to get into Western States. Like I, you know, that's I was, crazy. 
I, yeah, I mean, it's not just, you know, anybody can get in. Like, I, I have to actually, you know, either race my way into it, you know, uh, through a golden ticket. Um, or I, like this year, I was, I got an Ultra Trail World uh, Tour ticket okay. uh, into the race. But I mean, otherwise, I mean, you know, the, the limit is 360 athletes and you've got, you know, 10,000 people through a lottery. Uh, and you were you were one of the lucky people that got yeah, in. Yeah, with right? two tickets, I got in with two That's with amazing. two in the second year. Yeah, I, yeah, That's yeah. So I was cool. blessed. I was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, my neighbors heard me ho- screaming when when they called my name. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That's so oh, cool. Man. Well, <laughs> well, um, I, 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 for one, I just, I love what you do, and I love the way you represent the sport. I love this uh, that you know, Thank you. I just Thank the positive you. and that you're, you're, you are an encourager, you know. And so you throw down, you, you get out there and race, but you also. <laughs> You're also, you do it uh, with a smile. <laughs> yeah, you do it with a smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll you'll uh you'll beat somebody handedly and smile. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's that's great. I love that, and I love that about you know just our sport in general. Most people right. are pretty happy, and 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 there's always a healthy competition, and want to see people, you know, push the envelope and. Um, so I, I always like to ask because I'm, I'm, I'm curious and, uh, I know a little bit of, of, uh, of like your equipment and things you use and the way you eat, but I always like to kind of finish up a little bit with, uh, um, okay. Like what, what shoes are you wearing on the road and on the trail? What do you, I know, I know they're Nike, but which, which ones are you wearing for the road and which ones are you wearing for the trail right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I mean, I'm, I'm really blessed that, uh, I'm sponsored by Nike and, uh, I've worn Nikes for most of my running career and, uh, especially getting into ultra running. I mean, it's really important to, that, that the, sh- uh, to carry you, you know, for ridiculous right now like i'm wearing uh obviously everybody knows about the nike vapor flies and uh the you know the marathon shoe and uh and yeah i mean i i've been wearing that for all my road ultras uh going up to you know my 24-hour record and um yeah so the the vapor fly i uh, i got the alpha fly which okay. is their the, the alpha fly is like their their shoe that's supposed to be released this year that's the update of the the vapor fly uh, and so I was hoping to wear that, you know, for, for the Nike event on the track. Uh, so I've been training that for like the past, uh, the past month or so. Uh, but when I, when I, uh, when I, I usually wear that for like my long runs and my workouts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's amazing. It's like you go run 20 miles in that shoe and you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I only ran for 10 miles. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> It's just such an incredible shoe. I mean, the, the, the Nike, I feel like Nike just really raises the bar on, you know, development of shoes and uh, what goes into it. And uh, comfort wise, I mean, I've been able to to put them to the test, you know, for ultra running. Uh, and, you know, here they were they were developed for marathoners. So they were developed, you know, for uh, Kipchoge in the marathon. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool for me that I've been able to take that shoe, you know, wear it for ultras and going really far. So I can, I can validate that, that their, their road shoes are pretty incredible. So, uh, but as far as other road shoes, uh, I mean, I, I really like the, the Pegasus turbo, which yeah. is like their, their lightweight trainer. Uh, and I really, the zoom X foam, uh, in it, you know, which is the same foam that's in the vapor fly shoe. Uh, so yeah, that's usually my easy run shoe and, uh, they have the, the Epic react, 
is uh, another really great shoe that's made with all. Um, but now on the trail, uh, Nike's got some pretty awesome shoes. So I don't, I don't know what you race in, but uh, or train in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I've been training a lot in the Kyger Six. Okay. Uh, which I think is uh, just came out here within the past month. Um, and so that's kind of like more their, uh, more of their racer, uh, lightweight, like racer type of shoe. Uh, but, but a lot of people like the, the wild horse six, yeah. uh, which is kind of their beefier, more mountain, uh, mud type of shoe. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, if I, we'll, we'll see what we get at UTMB, like what the conditions are like and, and hopefully the race even happens. Yeah, I'm I hope just, so. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like it's, it's anybody's guess, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if it, if, if it's dry at UTMB, I'll probably wear the Kyger six, but if it ends up being like wet or, uh, you know, really pretty nasty, then I'd probably wear the wild horse six. So nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, person, I, I'm a, I'm an ultra guy. I like the zero oh, drop. Yeah. That's, just, that's, oh, that's, that's right. That, yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, um, uh, uh, that's what works for me. You know, everybody's got, you know, different, different things that work for them. Uh, so what do you, do you, uh, when you, when you have to wear a pack or anything like that, what, what kind of oh, yeah. pack do you wear? Like for, you know, for UTMB, what you plan on, what do you plan on wearing? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Okay. Uh, so I was, I was sponsored by Nathan sports for four years Okay. and, uh, and so I like, they, they recently just dropped their athlete program. So I'm kind of, oh, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that they, that they dropped their athlete program. Uh, but, but I, I personally have always preferred wearing a belt. Uh, mm-hmm. a hydration belt and uh and yeah i mean i it's it's really fascinating because you know everybody moves differently and uh a lot of people are really into wearing you know vests a hydration vest and and i mean i can i can do it anyway i can wear vests i can wear belt uh and i like when i ran tear wear 100 miler last year uh it was my first time to race with a vest nathan uh what was it the name Is it the Nathan Mag or something like that? Okay. But I like, you know, I had tried, I tried out a lot of different vests and, uh, you know, I found the vest that worked for me and yeah. I was able, we, we had like, we had required, uh, gear that we had to carry with us. And yeah. so, uh, so I, I found a vest that I really liked. And, and for me, like, I like a vest that sits up a little bit higher Okay. Uh, on, on my on my back uh that, that i don't like i don't i i don't like to feel like my chest is like constricted you know like with my breathing and that sort of thing uh so i've kind of gotten used to knowing you know if i'm going to go with a vest like i want to wear something that's cut a little bit higher uh but if i can get away with a belt i usually i usually will, will wear some type of belt um, and, and, and yeah, and I, everybody sees me like sticking bottles, like in my <laughs> sticking <laughs> bottles everywhere. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I try to be more of a minimalist and, uh, yeah. and I, I, I will put like athletic tape, like on my chest, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm a woman and that women wear sports bras. So <laughs> yeah, 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 you can suppose that. <laughs> I just, you know, stick, stick like everything in my sports bra, uh, you know, put, put athletic tape on my chest and put it, put athletic tape on my, uh, pelvis too. And I'll stick, I'll stick a bottle down to my shorts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it just depends on the race, you know, and how far, how far apart the aid stations are and like yeah. what the, con- what the conditions are like, you know, 
and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will, if I can get away with a belt, I will. And I'll usually, you know, carry like, I think my, my bottle has like 18 fluid ounces or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll stick like a smaller bottle on the front. So, I mean, I can, I can get by on like 28 to 30 fluid ounces of water and sports drink. Uh, but, but yeah, for a race like UTMB where you have to carry a lot of geek water that you have to carry and you have to carry like, you know, a jacket and pants and a cell phone and like all these things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty versatile, but, uh, it, my, my preference is usually belt. So. Gotcha. Well, what do you, uh, you talk about sports drinking. Um, what do you, what's your, your nutrition during a race? What do you, what kind of gels and sports drink do you take? And uh, how often do you eat tacos? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was, I was waiting for the taco you question. Were, yeah. I, I mean, I had to, I mean, everybody did. Everybody talks about your taco eating. So, <laughs> uh and, and yeah so uh, as far as like tacos i i've actually come to the conclusion that it's easier to eat a burrito during your race that, that's true because a taco <laughs> break up yeah get messy <laughs> it's easier yeah it's easier to go the burrito uh but yeah as far as my nutrition i'm sponsored by unived uh okay. which is a, a company in india uh that makes really good gels um so i I had gone through a period where I was trying a lot of different products from all over the world and uh and really it just it just came down to taste. Like yeah, yeah I mean you need to like like what you're taking because I take a lot of gel Univet products and uh there I, I, I personally try to aim for uh sixty to ninety grams of carbohydrates per hour. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, if you start looking at, you know, the, the food labels of whatever you're taking in, it just came down to Unived gels tasted better and they had more carbohydrates per gel packet. Uh, and, and I do products that, that have, uh, more carbohydrates per gel so that I can try to maximize my carbohydrate intake during races. Uh, so usually like I, I try to set up my, uh, on, on my watch, I try to set up a timer to take a gel every 30 minutes. Uh, and so I'm taking a gel every 30 minutes. Uh, and then in between that, I'm usually taking a sports drink, uh, to make sure that, you know, I'm getting my electrolytes and all gotcha. that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I keep it pretty simple, like, you know, sipping my sports drink, taking my gels and then, you know, two o'clock in the morning, it hits me. (laughs) (laughs) I want a taco. I'm tired of taking gels, you know, two o'clock taco time. Yeah. Two o'clock taco time. So, so so you measure, you measure, this is interesting because I, I, the first time I've heard somebody say that you, you kind of measure your carb intake. Do you, do you pay attention to your calories a whole lot or is it more about the grams of carbs you take? Yeah, it's it's not about calories at all for me. It's okay. just straight up straight up carbs. And uh and I know like I like I've I've looked at food labels, uh you know, different gels uh and 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 yeah, I mean for if if uh when it what it really comes down to, I mean is it if you have a lot of protein and a lot of fat and uh that it can slow your GI, uh it can slow your your digestion and it can cause GI issues. Yeah. Uh so so and I know I know that like uh, a little bit of protein can help to stabilize your blood sugar. So I know I know like I, I think like uh like when I'm racing, you know, like I try to keep up a steady stream of taking in carbohydrates uh just to maintain my blood sugar. But uh, you know, I, I like 
when you're going for 24 hours at some point, like you need, you need to like have some real food, you know, just to like kind of balance it out. Uh, and, and, and I, like, I, like, you know, having a taco and having a beer, you know, beer, (laughs) some carbs. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you need to like kind of mix it up with, you know, the things that, that you enjoy that, uh, that, you know, that, and, and I've practiced with, you know, I've practiced with things, you know, like I know that my gut tolerates, you know, it's okay to have a burrito or taco or whatever. Uh, yeah. So I, I think it's your gut, you know, to, to be able to, and that you can keep running through that and, and that, you know, you know, that those things are what your, your gut tolerates fine. And, uh, and yeah, so, <laughs> it, it, you know, what's crazy. And I found this and it, it's actually changing again, but, um, and, and you'll find something that works for you. And then, yeah. and then, and then, and then it, it doesn't, you know, it like, are you, or you can't even taste it anymore. And it makes you yeah. want to puke and like i hate that because oh, then you got to change man. everything <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh my gosh i totally feel you on that like uh so, so during my 24-hour record uh like something was just not agreeing with me the first 10 hours and i had to completely change my nutrition and i started taking in my so i had to think in my head okay what if, what do I feel like I need right now because things are not working, you know? And I I started telling Connor to to make me mashed potatoes in a cup. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, right. I just want it. Yeah, let's give it a shot, you know? <laughs> so he was he and they they had a blender and they were making fruit smoothies for me. So, so every every thirty minutes, I was either taking mashed potatoes in a cup, <laughs> like they they like liquefied it so I could like you know sip the cup with the mashed potatoes, or I was taking a fruit smoothie that I could you know take take a fruit smoothie. So I went I went for ten the the next ten hours I was doing potatoes and fruit smoothie, and uh and I think they gave me like some sweet tea. I was like drinking sweet tea and and that sort of thing. Then they tried to give me a chicken noodle soup, and that made me puke <laughs> really, really that's that's my jam especially at night man chicken noodle soup so it so it, it didn't work for you then oh my gosh it was, <laughs> it was like too much salt or something like that like uh, it just it just did not agree with me and i went i went from you know feeling pretty stable with the potatoes and the the uh with the fruit smooth and then and then he like he told me he's like hey you want chicken noodle soup and he goes and gives me and it made me puke so yeah. i was like damn it <laughs> the chicken noodles yeah connor if it ain't broke don't <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't, don't tell me like let me tell you what i need you know, don't <laughs> don't force anything on me so well, what do you what do you do? Do you have like a a, a pre race meal or the night before or the morning of that you that's your go to that especially before a big effort yeah. like that? What do, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I've got this pretty pretty well dialed in that uh yeah the the day before uh, I usually have Taco Bell for lunch. Uh, it's Corey, <laughs> know, okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, and and this goes back to like high school. Like I used to eat Taco Bell uh, in between track races when I was in high school, and it always like settled really well with my gut. So well, okay, I. Well, I- what what specifically from Taco Bell? Because there's a wide range there. So what yeah. do you what do you order the, yeah. the the lunch for the day before? What what's the order? Is it a Mexican pizza, Supreme Taco? Uh, what you get? What do you get? 
Yeah, yeah me too. I don't... <laughs> oh, it's so good. I it's hate so that good. I love it, but I do. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my gosh, I know. Uh, so I usually, uh, I used to get the double-decker taco. And okay. they actually, I've been eating the double-decker taco since high school. And they actually took it off the menu last year. <laughs> Wow, they need to so, bring it back and call it the Camille or something. I don't know. I know, like the world record taco. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I'm like I can't believe they. So they they removed my my taco that I've been eating for like 23 years, and uh, I've been I've been so lost ever since. Like I. <laughs> Life is not the same. <laughs> Life is not the same. Like what do you do? You know, like the one, one food that you really like, and they take it off the menu. So, uh, so I've been trying their, their value menu. I don't know if you've ever like gone down their value menu and tried like all the different things, but they have like, uh, they have the Frito burrito. (laughs) Oh, I've I think I've seen that the Frito burrito. Okay. (laughs) The Frito burrito. It's really, really good. But they, uh, they recently, so let me tell you that, uh, they came out with the, uh, loaded, taco what is it called loaded taco grande the loaded taco grande burrito okay. and it's it's a dollar on the on the value menu and i that's like my new burrito right now so well, how, how many do you eat for lunch the day before uh so i usually have uh i usually have like two ta- two tacos or uh, two burritos and okay. uh and then usually have like a root, a really big root beer. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm really like hooked on hooked on root beer, and uh, or or I'll, uh, sometimes we have ginger beer. So okay. Have, have you had ginger beer? It's really no, good. No, I haven't. Have it. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's not it's not alcoholic, so it's not okay. ginger beer. It's like a really strong ginger ale. Okay. So uh, it's really, really good. Like, and you can you can buy ginger ginger beers become like more available, like more mainstream that you can find it like anywhere. Yeah, I've uh, seen it around. I just hadn't tried it. Yeah. It uh. is so good. So so yeah. So usually for lunch I have Taco Bell, and then for dinner the night before I have Subway, and okay. I get and I get a, a tuna a tuna six inch sub. And then uh, get like all the fixings with it and stuff. And then I have uh, two cookies and and a root beer. Okay, or, another root beer. All right. Another root beer. <laughs> yeah. So that's my pre-race the day before. And, and then okay. the morning. The yeah. Morning of, uh, I usually have a, an, a, uh, and then I have a banana and a cup of coffee. Uh, what's, and, what's the first thing you said? It froze for a second. What's the first uh, thing? And it froze again. Hang on a sec. <laughs> it, it it froze again right right when you went to say it. What's the first? What is it? Uh, I have a cliff bar. Okay, cliff a cliff bar. bar. Okay, okay, cliff, cliff bar. bar and a, so right. so uh so ninety minutes before the race, I have a cliff bar with okay. a banana and a cup of coffee with a lot of sugar in it. Okay. All right. And yeah. and and. And and then you then you hit the race and do your do your thing. That's do cool. My thing. <laughs> yeah, do my thing. So that's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, Camille, I, I I know you uh you know we're we're in weird times and I I, I oh, do yeah, thank you. You're, you're yeah. like an hour ahead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're, you're I, probably hungry for lunch and I gotta go 
<laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, and that what, one last thing. I was surprised to read in this totally. I, I didn't think this was going to be a thing, but I thought you for sure would be a morning person. Oh, I'm not a morning person. And to person. find out that you're not a morning person, I was like, how can she not be a morning person? She's so happy. Like, I, I just pictured you getting oh, up and the birds are shining and smiling. No, no not at all. <laughs> no, no, I like I like my sleep. And uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a night owl. Like, I... Uh, uh, and I and I actually found this out like when when I went back to full time work back in 2014, I I was trying to get up before work to go for my run, and so I get up you know five thirty six o'clock and uh, try to have my breakfast, try to go for my run, and I just felt terrible. Like I was just <laughs> like, this is not me. This is not me at all. And so after about a year and a half of doing that. I started switching my run. Uh, I would I would take a break at I, I started sleeping in, so okay. I was getting more sleep. And then at work, I would take a break at lunchtime from my job and uh, go for like my short run uh, to get in, you know, my shorter run for the day, uh, like thirty five to fifty minute run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so it kind of it kind of broke up my work day so that. You know, like I, cause I work, I worked in a lab, like I worked in research. And so I would be having to focus, you know, for long periods of time. And so once I started inserting that run at midday, like it gave me so much more energy in the afternoon. Yeah. And so I just felt better. Like it, it was, it just worked for me that, you know, to fit in my, my shorter run at lunch and take a break from my job. And, uh, and yeah, I was, fortunately I had access, you know, to a locker room, you know, I could shower and clean up and go to lunch or whatever so uh and then i would i would work until like six o'clock or so uh and then come back uh or go, go back home and have like a cup of tea and some toast and then i would do my evening run so i got i got to where i was doing my evening run like you know eight o'clock or so wow. uh and and that that works for me like yeah. i i felt better like i was feeling i feel i feel like i had so much more energy during the day with my job uh, and, and for me to, to be able to come home and to go for my run and to relax. And unfortunately, like we don't have kids. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know people, you know, have like kids and family and you know, what have you, but, uh, for me, I, I'm a night owl. Like I'm, okay. I'm okay with like running later in the evening. So. Well, and, and I'm a morning person, so that just sounds like crazy to me. Like I couldn't do that. I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm getting ready for going to bed at eight o'clock at night, and you're going to run. That's. I know. <laughs> it's yeah. just we're all wired. That's what's a tell you. We're wired yeah. differently. You got to figure out what works for you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that that works for me, and and uh, and yeah. I mean, I when I it just I don't know what it is. You know, it's just your biorhythms or whatever uh, that yeah. for me. Like I like to sleep in and like take my time in the morning. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that just goes back to when I was working in research uh, that, that, yeah, I just preferred to, to sleep in. So, yeah, well, and then, and then race morning, you got to break the trend and get up early. I, but, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, do it, I do it like just for races, you know, that. Yeah like once a month or whatever so yeah yeah but then there's adrenaline and you're excited for the race so that's not too bad <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, well well i know you've got to go run camille and i just i thank you so much for taking time and yeah. visiting with me uh and like like when we met before just a pleasure talking to you and uh thank you for all you do and and i look forward to seeing you know once things calm down and we get back yeah. to running uh you know we'll be 
cheering for you from Oklahoma. Uh, vir- vir- virtual hug right now. Virtual yeah, there you go. Hug. Virtual hug. There you go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, until, until we can do it again in person. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, you take care of yourself and you t- tell Connor uh, I said hey. And, and uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see you at a race hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, t- tell your wife hi. Yeah, I hope to hope to see you guys at a race somewhere again. So. Take <laughs> care, save here. You take care. Alrighty, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. Take care, bye. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, like I said, Camille is super awesome. I look forward to seeing what she's going to do in the future. And, uh, yeah, follow along. Uh, she's easy to find all of her social media and everything else. She's pretty active on social media. And so uh, so check her out. Also, hey, go to www.runtheriot.run uh, for any information on our podcast. But, listen, I want to talk to you about one thing. Our, last week um, uh, I had um, – 10 Junk Miles host Scott Coomer on, and we had a great episode. Super great guy. I appreciate him and all he does. Well, he's got uh, 10 Junk Miles Racing, and one of their races uh, in Wisconsin, the Sugar Badger, is supposed to be the first year they had a 50-mile, 50K, and half marathon. Well, because of coronavirus, they're having to go virtual on that race. So I want to encourage you, if you are looking for a race around May, I think you'll have three weeks to get it done. You can do a virtual 50-mile, 50K, or half marathon. Sounds like the swag is going to be really good, but go to 10junkmilesracing.com and then click on Sugar Badger and check that out. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to sign up for, you want a reason to get some training miles in, uh, I need to look at my training schedule. And uh, depending on what, I I may be jumping into this too because it looks really cool. And uh, anyway, uh, be looking for some of these other virtual races. Help a bunch of race directors out, man. Get involved uh, where you can. And um, man, we want to see those guys stay in business. We got some some great people putting on great races and they're hit pretty hard this year. And so we want to try to support them where we can. So I want to encourage you to check that out, guys. And look, have a great week. Hope you're doing well. And uh, we'll talk soon. God bless. Bye-bye.